Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly episode. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about questions. Most importantly, how questions can be a powerful source of reflection and energy in our lives. So I'd like to begin in kind of setting the stage for today's episode. I've had the opportunity to share a presentation in the last couple weeks with a few different organizations, and I want to share the highlights of that presentation. In specific, the details of how questions and a simple operating model can really create new growth for us in our life. Growth oftentimes comes on the hills of reflection and an energy to become something better than we were yesterday, something better that we can become tomorrow. And so as I set the stage and dive right into this topic, I'd like to acknowledge those of you that are here. Your existence as a human being, whether you be an entrepreneur or business owner or somebody that's working for an organization, but you're looking for a way to become, as I mentioned earlier, better, a way to grow and develop into your best self. And so in that quest and in that journey of growth exists all of the challenges that come with that know that by divine appointment, we are each created to be creators. And so as I've been watching and learning alongside of many of you for many years, that personal recognition has been powerful for me. And I'm grateful for that, to know that by divine design, I was built to be a creator. I was built to improve and develop and continue to strengthen my own foundation so that I can become a better servant to those who count on me. So in life, we go through what I would refer to as the search. And it's those moments when things just don't seem to be going right. There's some level of dissonance or hypocrisy or these feelings of being lost or on a treadmill that there has to be more. There's times when we get into comparison or we might be confused, we might be burnt out. Possibly we're in search for some new level of peace or clarity or safety or some added level of energy and influence that we wish we might have. For some, we're just searching for what we feel could be our voice. So let me give you three questions. Actually, I'll give you four questions. Four questions that I believe can help you start to unravel 
or really set the stage for growth in your life. The first question I have is, what is my operating model? In business, in life, I think sometimes we create these models where I operate one way at business, one way at work, one way at home, or one way when I'm in community or with friends. I believe that career is a melding of all of that. I believe that career is a way of being and not a separation between those things. Career being a venture of progress in life. And so if we're showing up in our best way and we're looking to improve in all areas of our life, I believe that it meshes together quite well. So let's stay with career being a way of being under that notion. And so when the question comes, what is my operating model? Is my operating model simple or complex? Is it simple to create magnificent outcomes or is it complex that can create confusion and lack of clarity? And if I have a complex model, or if I believe my model is complex, that it has value, what are the strengths and weaknesses of that model? And maybe what are the strengths and weaknesses of a more simple model? Questions like, what am I saying yes to? Or what am I saying no to? Starts to identify whether my model is simple or complex. If it's complex and sometimes confusing, then we're saying yes to a lot of things and we're saying no to a lot of things. Sometimes we're out of balance in that. If it's simple, again, we might know exactly what we say yes to and we might know exactly what we say no to. Typically, a more complex operating model, we're saying yes to more things and no really isn't finding a place in our vocabulary or in our response. So as I look at my own operating model, Some other questions that come to mind might be, how much is my operating model, how I show up each day, how much of that is influenced by my past and the experiences of the past, or possibly how much of it is influenced by the experience and desires of others? Sometimes we become these chameleons, and in in our lives we find that the people that we're associating with or the people that we spend the most time with tend to have their own experiences in life and their own desires and and pursuits. And sometimes we adopt those and make those our own as well, rather than having a clearly defined personal operating model. So how open am I to new discovery and growth on my own? How open am I to identifying where I might be fixed or biased versus where do I see myself full of opportunity to grow and expand and to do other things. So that's question number one. And I know that we had some subset questions in there, but question number one is really what is my operating model? Question number two, what is my leadership model? Now, oftentimes when that question gets asked, we start to evaluate, okay, what level of impact and influence do I have as a leader? Maybe that's in my home. Maybe that's at work. Maybe that's in community. And we start to identify all the things that maybe I could be doing better or new ways that I could lead more effectively. But oftentimes we don't ask ourselves that model from a personal standpoint. 
And I think that the question, again, has this outward adaptation to it. And if we take it internal, we would ask ourselves, what is my personal leadership model? So if the question was meant to assess our own leadership model, are we, again, heavily reliant or do our beliefs become a conditioned reliance on others? Is there a dependency on others? Are we chasing things left and right? Does our, our life feel like we're on that, that wheel just spinning out of control? Or are we really finding ways to learn something, implement it in our lives, take that, teach that to others? Do we know how to lift ourselves up when we're down? Do we know how to effectively challenge ourselves or surround ourselves by people that will challenge us and invite us to become better? And do we know when to get out of our own way? So what is my leadership model? my personal leadership model. How do I lead myself when I start to stumble or take a track that's not aligned with where I said I wanted to go or what I wanted to become? How do we lead ourselves in those moments? Third question. Am I getting the results I want? So subset question to that. What are the results that I want? Am I clear on that? What do I want those results to be? And why do I want those specific results? If I am not quite sure when I ask myself that question, why I want the results that I want, I might just continue to ask myself why and peel the, peel the layers back on that a little bit. What we'll find is eventually we'll end up at a place that we are chasing or pursuing something maybe a feeling it may be uh, a level of consistency with who we are it may be an experience that is extremely meaningful to us it might be attributes that we once had that we know we can have again it could be attributes that we're pursuing that we know could bring us greater outcomes and greater results in our life when it comes to influence, I love what Simon Sinek says about it. He says that people don't care what you do. They care why you do it. And I think oftentimes even in our own lives, we confuse the how with the why. We spend more time in evaluating how we're going to get there, how we're not going to get there, all the roadblocks that are in there. But we forget about that why. And that why usually becomes the driving force and really the sustaining power behind the vision that we have for ourselves. So am I getting the results that I want? How do those results that I desire, how do they align with my highest best self or my calling? It's good to do an alignment check every once in a while. Sometimes we get going down a road chasing or pursuing something and we wake up and we're like, whoa. This is not where I want to be going, and this is not the pursuit that I feel drawn towards. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in. hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If growth, personal growth and development is your thing, and you're here learning and leaning into growth, glad you're here, glad you're part of the community. 
If you want more of this, make sure and hit subscribe in this podcast platform or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Honor the Gift podcast and make sure and subscribe so that it shows up each week with new updates, new conversations, new learning, new ideas and concepts, again, to help us all in this journey we call growth and how we make it through life and the way that we show up for others. Also, if you are looking for more information, deeper dives into some of these conversations, and just an update to stay in the loop, you can always go to choiceisthegift.com and click on subscribe where you'll be uh, in the loop on things that are upcoming and more updates on this podcast. Again, thank you for being here. Now let's get back to the episode. So again, that question, am I getting the results that I want? Fourth question, how intentional am I being? Do I have a daily routine? Do I have a routine that sets the pace for the day? Is it a way for me to make and keep commitments? Am I setting intentions? We've talked about preloading. I'll give a a brief recap on what preloading is. Preloading is being very intentional about the decisions or the choices or the encounters that we'll have throughout the day or upcoming. So if I know that I'm going to be leaving a meeting that maybe has me agitated or a little bit teed up, and I'm going to be going to interface with a friend, how do I want that friend to experience me? How do I want others throughout the day to experience me? If I want others to experience me as as having a feeling of being loved, understood, and inspired, as an example, then I must be prepared to reset between every encounter so that when I show up, the experience that I had intended to have in that exchange or in that encounter, that it's consistent and aligned with what my intentions are. Being intentional, again, the question, how intentional am I being? How do I want others to experience me? What will I not allow to derail me? What will I say no to? And what will I say yes to this day? If we're getting into the day and we're evaluating that midday and trying to decide, okay, am I going to do this or am I going to do that? Typically, we're not living intentionally. Intentionality oftentimes is manifested on our calendar. Those that are performing at their highest level know exactly where they're going, why they want to go there, how they're going to get there, who they need to employ in their lives to help them achieve those goals. But what you'll find is that they're protecting their time. Their calendar will manifest their future. If they tell you they're going or pursuing something or going somewhere, you'll find on the calendar specific tasks or steps or milestones that must happen each day to get them closer to where they want to go. So you'll find actual calendared items each day relative to the things that they're being intentional about. I might need to have reminders on my calendar to create touch points throughout the day to help remind me of the intentionality that I want or desire in the encounters that I have each day. So remember your calendar can be a tool 
to drive greater intentionality around each day. Many of us will get stuck in the I cans versus the I can'ts. I believe that I can do something or I want to do something or I need to do something oftentimes gets distracted or that effort gets thwarted by different cognitive strategies that we put into play, decoy strategies, the things that doing everything and anything besides what actually needs to be done. Sometimes it's avoiding the pain versus choosing the pain so that we can avoid future unknowns. Sometimes we just stay stuck right where we're at because we don't want the perceived pain or the potential pain of change. Some of the cognitive biases that we create on our own. Do we know what those biases are? Oftentimes we don't. And so the question, what do I know to be true that isn't, is a way to identify a bias or to ask ourselves questions about our beliefs. But certainly it gives us an opportunity to ground the assessments that we're making in our lives. We know that those things we focus on become our reality. So what stories are we telling ourselves? What things are we focusing on? What things are we pushing away? And I love this subset question again versus on the I cans versus the I cans. This question, I always ask people when they're getting ready to do something different or pursue another career or to change employers or to do something different in their life to make a big change. The question is, are you running from something or are you running to something? Very powerful question. Something when you sit down and evaluate it, even in our own lives, even the decisions and choices that we make throughout each day, am I running from the hard to pursue something easier or safer? Or am I energized and full of life and on point and intentional in my pursuits? So as we wrap up today's episode, I want to remind you of a couple of different things that are important to me, but also I think tools that can help you as you pursue better days in your life. For me, my calling is people experience living true. How does that feel? What it meant for me is it it challenged my paradigms. It challenged my comfort zones. It challenged my places of safety And it challenged my bad habits. It challenged the inconsistencies and incongruencies in my life. It challenged the the hypocrisy that I was living with. In the choice to live true, in the choice to be honest and to show up for those around me, regardless of all the bumps and bruises and knots and, and craziness of my existence to that point, I had to make a choice. And in choosing to live true, it's very expensive. It has the potential to be very expensive, I should say. It can be expensive in the relationships that we are in and are pursuing. It can be expensive physically, monetarily, to make choices that are consistent with our truth, consistent with who we are as an individual and the areas of expertise and alignment that maybe we're pursuing or engaging in. But living true is expensive, has the potential to be expensive. But the rewards are magnificent. 
when we come into congruency, when we come into alignment and resonance in our life, the feeling and the emotions behind that are one of being home. So what it requires, it certainly requires making and keeping commitments to ourselves and others. So as we try to unlock what living true might be in our own lives, there are five areas, five specific keys, I would say, that help us unlock that. The first key is vision. Key number two is presence. Key three is choice. Key four, action. And key five, leadership. So very quickly, vision, it's so important because if we don't know where we're going or where we want to be, we're not going to get there. If we don't know what we're fighting for, if we don't know what drives us, if we don't know what our grand pursuit or grand way of being is, or what we're trying to live into and become, we won't get there. So vision's important. Presence, I believe, is exercising a choice to engage in this moment to be here right now push everything else to the side be eye to eye with the humans that we engage with at any given moment eye to eye heart to heart mind to mind choice choice we have them we have choices all day long every day hundreds thousands of choices Again, are we intentional? Are we preloading? Are we prepping for the choices that we're going to make? Are we making good choices? Are we choosing the hard in spite of the ease and safety of today? Choice, I believe, is the greatest gift in our lives. It's a gift that can't be taken away. Choice has power. Recognizing that has power in our lives. Action, we got to take action. we got to be willing to do what we say we're going to do. We've got to be willing to move on the intentions and the necessities of our life. And the fifth key is leadership, recognizing that each of us are leaders by design. We have impact and influence in others' lives. And if we honor that, then we will find times to share and teach and develop and mentor and coach others in their journey as they look to become their best selves. Leadership also happens within. It first starts with us. As we become more effective leaders in our own life, knowing that that pursuit may never be perfection, but if we become better leaders in our own life, we in turn become more impactful and influential in the lives of those around us. When we don't live true, we quit. There are too many examples of this today. I wish that there weren't. I've quit in my own life before, and that hasn't been living true. There are people that check out of life permanently. For that, I'm saddened because it's not living true. When it gets hard, when it gets difficult, when it seems as though the whole world is falling upon us, do we quit? The choice to quit or to live true and to engage in that It's a powerful choice. So in closing, I would extend my confidence and trust in you. I recognize that you are a leader, that we all are leaders in every sense of the word. The more we recognize and honor our impact and potential, 
more impactful we will be, both internally and externally. Of this, I'm personally clear from my own life experiences. Again, my calling is people experience living true. I believe the greatest gift in this mortal life is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will change the eternities. Flip the switch. Some of you may have already flipped the switch in your life. Some of you may not yet be ready. Some of you, on the other hand, have your hand on the switch right now. And you're ready to stop running. So you have the choice right now, today, to decide what this next chapter of your life will look like and who you will become. Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one. And remember to always honor the gift.